you're going to take the risk of running advertising online, shouldn't you get the benefits of learning from someone who's in the platforms every second of the day? Welcome to BidPixel.com's Marketing Ear Biscuits, the original podcast dedicated to digital advertising run by two Aussie guys who ride around in kangaroo pouches and drink Fosters and 4X beer. This is going to be just a Jay and Dave spewing crap into <laughs> And uh, trying to give up some good information and show the ethics in our industry. So, mate, Jay, why are we wanting to put content out in the first place? Um, ultimately, I think we just want to give some value. You know, we're lucky enough and blessed enough to be in the position that we're in. Um, and we just want to give back. Um, that's probably one thing. And the other one is also, I think, just want to shed some light into some of the inner workings of the industry, inner workings of you know, agencies um, and yeah, just shine the spotlight on a few things that we see here and there. I think one of the biggest things for me as well is from my end is you and your team are doing such an amazing job with your ad buying that I want people to know what you're doing and I want to bring back the ethics into our industry a little bit and in doing so, it's just sharing and giving. Um, Plenty of people over the years have talked about giving 80% of your information. And I actually just want to be transparent in that. And while we might not give your your playbook of exact strategies that you use for growing people's ad accounts, just giving actual real non-regurgitated information to people. Yeah, it's like I find it hard when we go through an onboarding and you know, if it's we're bringing a client from you know, a new client on board who might have been working with previous agencies and just some of the stuff that they've had to put up with or they've taken as gospel previously is, um, yeah, it's frustrating when you know that there's, you know, they're getting played that way. Um, 100%. yeah, we just like, you know, obviously, you know, our clients want them to, to be as knowledgeable about the platform that they're advertising on as they can be. Yeah. And, um, you know, and there's no smoke and mirrors. What you, you know, when, when we work on an account, you know, they own the data and they should own the data. Um, yeah, so things like that are a bit disheartening, but um, which is also why we're doing this. One of the things we're going to talk about in the next couple of days is also uh, My Big Adventure. So when we worked with them and we actually told them, no, we don't want to work with you. We don't want to spend your advertising dollars and just what that meant to that customer. Um, she's given us a fantastic video testimonial about just how we conducted ourselves. And that's kind of along those lines, right? We, she wasn't ready to spend, so we didn't, take her money um so yeah that's cool um hey let's talk about new releases in new facebook release. at the moment. so there's two things that i'd like you to unpack with us and anyone who watches or listens uh two new things this week so instagram explore ads and generating lead ads in or lead generation within messenger so instagram explore is kind of I go to it a lot. It's if I want to find something trending, if I want to find something within the uh, the niche that I'm particularly industry interested in. Like my Instagram Explorer is full of cars and fishing stuff, right? Um, my wife's is full of makeup. But then being able to place ads in there, what's the power for us to place our customers' ads within Instagram Explorer these days? I think it just targets <clears> or <throat> opens up a, a deeper level of targeting and also a very visceral and visual way of targeting. When you're in, when you're looking at the explore, you're seeing the images that are being shown. And when you've got the option and the opportunity to put one of your own images in there, highlighting you know, your brand or your product, um, it's really, it's really powerful because they're, 
when people are browsing those topics, they're in the mindset of that topic. And if your product and your service matches that topic, um, you know, it's shooting fish in a barrel, really. I'm going to assume that Facebook's targeting is going to be pretty spot on with this. So if I look at cars and fishing stuff, it's going to show cars and fishing ads within that explore, right? So it's just a really hyper-targeted way of getting a brand in front of people who are looking for exactly what you are. Yeah. Um, What about generating leads within Messenger? So uh, when you create Messenger campaigns, now you can select leads as your optimization or ad delivery uh, within the Messenger setup. Uh, So it's going to, from my understanding, it's going to create ads that open up an automated question and answer kind of experience and get qualified leads. So how do you see that panning out? So if we're sending sponsored messages to uh, potentials and then getting a direct ability to... I guess, aggregate a lead, how does that help us with our attributions and how does that help us with our reporting for customers and um, actually giving measurements from those styles of ads? Yeah, attributions is a big one. So, yeah, I know we're going to talk more about that in an up, upcoming podcast. But oh, we're going to flog the pants. <laughs> but I guess a little bit of a teaser on, on that and a bit of information is when we're talking attributions, it's how do you attribute not necessarily, not just, the final purchase to an ad, but every touch point of a customer's journey to purchase from a cold audience right through to, um, to a purchase and then beyond the purchase, how do they then start to refer for you or to, you know, come back as you know, long time loyal, you know, loyal customers. Um, so when we're talking attribution in this state um, with messenger, it's keeping it on platform. So at the moment, you know, you know, with Facebook, you run a lead ad and it stays in Facebook's platform. You've got a, a heap of other um, retargeting opportunities because it is in Facebook's platform where you can retarget the people that might have seen the form and didn't even submit it. You can get back in front of them um, and it just keeps it platform centric. So it's very easy to then see where did that advertising spend, um, where was it most profitable did it return a result? Um, and if it did, obviously, in this case, we can see that it was directly out of a messenger campaign, which is a really powerful insight. Yeah, that's really exciting to be able to start tracking that stuff a little bit better. Awesome. So new releases, two new releases, uh, Instagram, Explore, and generating leads within Messenger and sponsored messages, which is kind of cool. Hey, I wanted to highlight something that we did recently. So I spoke at a conference uh, for the future of social media down in Melbourne a few weeks ago. And one of the bits of research that we did was just uh, talking to e-commerce stores. And we kind of went through the largest Shopify stores in Australia and had conversations with them. And what we found out, we, we talked to about a thousand brands or we, we interacted with about a thousand websites and brands. And one of the things we found out through that process was about 80% of those ad buyers had no idea how to use CBO. Now, CBO being campaign budget optimization, it's one thing that you love talking about and it's one thing that's a massive point of contention. I'm sure we'll talk about it lots over the next couple of months. Uh, but What's your thoughts now? 80% of ad buyers don't know how to successfully run a CBO campaign. I think the more and more we're kind of doing this, we're definitely seeing different levels of ad buyers and it's easy to kind of think of an ad buyer as an ad buyer, but there's definitely what I would think of a different levels. You've got the people that just go in, they build out a quick ad, a quick campaign, um, you know, the mum and dad business where they can just get in there, do it, don't really understand the nuts and bolts of it. 
and then you've got the upper level would actually start to dive in and understand, um, you know, they have a very deep level of the, of the platform. And in that there's been, there's a couple, I'll go on a bit of a rant. There's been, yes, for a while, there's been the opportunity to, to really game the system. You know, you can, you know, previously before CBO, you could, you know, run a, a post engagement campaign, driving social proof onto an ad, taking that same post ID, you know, duplicating that across the whole campaign and letting all of that kind of snowball, bring the CPMs down, um, better engagement looks better and it just presents a much better ad. And you've basically hyper accelerated the learning on an ad to get better results. Um, and there's been a whole industry you know, inside of ad buying that has kind of, you know, where the gurus have popped up. We've got this special method and we've got this special strategy. Um, and I'm sure you would have seen or been targeted if you're in the marketing world at all been targeted by these gurus. CBO is actually removing that opportunity and it's, it's, and it's flattening the playing field. That's a bold statement you're saying there, and it's uh, it is flattening the playing field. But there is still ways to game it, right? Or there's still ways to is it there's is there ways to game it, or is there ways to use it more effectively? I think that from we've put what several million dollars worth of ad spend through CBO campaigns now. Um, it's it's a different a diff, different method of working. Um, is it gaming? I don't know. Um, there's definitely definitely strategies and and correct strategies that you need to employ. Um, you know, in my conversations with our Facebook reps, they're they're very strong on that. Um, and and it's a different way of doing things. It's a uh, um, it's more you know, more robust, but the algorithm is a lot more advanced. Which is understanding the algorithm is the difference. So there's a big difference now between an in-depth understanding of the algorithm and the machine learning um, compared to what's the latest method and strategy and, um, you know, to employ on an account. Yeah, cool. One of the things you said earlier, which struck me was uh, there's two levels, there's multiple levels of ad buyers, right? There's the mum and dad or the, the mum and pop businesses, which are just getting in there and running some boosted posts or some ads. CBO is really supposed to be designed for those people, isn't it, right? So it's, and my analogy when I spoke on stage the other week was campaign budget optimization is kind of like the AdWords Express for the Google Ads world. And now, but that was a massive flop and a massive failure and no one physically uses AdWords Express if you know what you're doing. How's that going to be different where we're all getting forced down the line of CBO? It's not an option. It's not something you can turn off. Uh, come February 20. 20 it's going to be yeah it's going to be everyone's using cbo right so how do you then where's the line going to be drawn between the mum and dad business just running a a simple campaign which they'll be able to do to someone like you who's putting a million plus dollars a month through uh, cbo campaigns and actually trying to get results for customers i think that the biggest difference is probably the optimization is you optimize a cbo strategy different to what you would optimize an ad set you know, an ad set level strategy, um, but you're still optimizing. You know, you're still diving. You know, we spend you know, majority of every day diving in and understanding the data um, 
and the numbers that are coming through on an extremely granular level on the, you know on on the campaign the ad sets and the ads inside inside of them and then get a you know getting an overall holistic picture of what's going on how that plays into the cbo algorithm um and optimize that way accordingly that's okay, cool yeah I've just chucked a note in a, for a conversation in a couple of days time about one of the trends we're seeing in the groups is a lot of Facebook's really centric advertisers are now starting to like talk on the channel and they're starting to talk, putting ad spend in other directions. And maybe that is a direct correlation to, they just don't get CBO yet, right? They're not understanding how to make their advertising dollar work. So they're, they're struggling. They're, they're trying to find top of funnel advertising on other platforms they're trying to find um, bottom of funnel you know delighting on other platforms and we'll unpack that a little bit more another time um, but that's such a well we could talk for hours and days on cbo right yeah i think ultimately it's i don't think it's a it's a bad thing or a good thing it's just a thing and it's just what i really like is the fact that facebook is constantly updating and constantly changing um, and that's a good thing you know, that's our job as marketers and as an agency is to be on top of that and to be the best that we can be um, and to understand that for our clients. The other, and, and that goes hand in hand that the reason it's Facebook is doing that is because it wants that experience for its users to be as good as it can be. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Um, hey, I want to talk about a bit of a commentary on what's happening in our industry at the moment. Now we've been to a few awards ceremonies, you and I, the last couple of weeks, one of them was, it was really interesting. Well, sitting on one side of me was uh, a representative from one of the largest agency conglomerates in the world. And on the other side was a representative from a Singaporean based SaaS platform who is seeing their clients turn away from using these large agencies. Now there's a um, Mumbrella posted an article recently on one of these big behemoth agencies losing $253 million. They recorded a $253 million loss, which was a 2000% decrease in revenue in the last financial year. We know what's happening. We can see the trend that's happening. It's going to be probably a few years delayed within Australia here down under where big household names and big brands are getting sick of no transparency on where their advertising dollar is going. They're getting sick of paying a, a one-stop shop of a million dollars a month and then not knowing how much of that goes to ad spend, how much of that goes to production, how much of that goes to management. And kind of when we were sitting at this event wedged between the two ends of this market, we're kind of seeing that these big behemoth agencies are now kind of losing a bit of control and losing a bit of um, slowly losing a bit of control on their customers because their customers want more transparency, right? Um, yeah. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think transparency is the key. You know, for so long, digital marketing has been, you know, this black cloak service where you just don't know, you know, it's very overwhelming for a lot of, a lot of people and it's easy to kind of say, yep, you know, here's a budget um, at the end of the month, just report what you've done. Um, and the reporting is generally pretty, um, pretty shallow. I think probably that's one of the big things too, right? These bigger agents, uh, sorry, these bigger brands now have got teams inside which are data analysts. They're looking at their data and they get back a three-liner report from a, a large agency at the end of the month with some you know, some CPM metrics or some click-through rate metrics or impressions. And like, that's not good enough anymore because you can actually track revenue through ad, ad spend and they're not getting it. And it's really interesting for me. So while this large company who will 
won't mention, lost $253 million last financial year. Uh, in Australia, digital advertising grew by 7.1%. Now, that was $9 billion of ad spend in Australia last financial year. So people are spending more online, but they're trusting larger entities less to do that for them. That's a, that's a really interesting trend. And I think that's something that we're going to see coming uh, in the next 12 to 24 months. Um, these smaller agencies like Bitpixel and some of the other ones are actually going to start winning some of the bigger accounts that we never would have had the opportunity to work on. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really exciting. Um, and, and I think it's a, it's a probably a good time to shift as well. The, you know, the digital market is it's maturing now. Um, there's so many great platforms, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Google ads, um, that are available and that people are using not just daily but hourly or five minutely even um, it's a really powerful and a, and a quite a mature um, you know, industry now so I was at a, a conference um, in Brisbane last let's see, last month I think yeah last month now um, and about four and a half thousand five thousand people there and um, the person who was presenting asked everybody to you know everybody to stand and then kind of went through the process of saying okay if if you don't watch um you know free to air television sit down and out of that four and a half thousand people probably 80 percent of the people sat down so 80 percent of those people didn't watch commercial television and then he said and then we were asked okay out of those remaining if you you know, sit down if you do not watch the ads. So three people remained out of four and a half thousand people who actually openly said, we watch the ads on free-to-air television. They're probably people that work in that industry, right? Like quite possibly, <laughs> but it's, um, and, and that's, you know, and that's, it was definitely, yeah, it was geared one way. Um, but the reason they're not doing that is because as soon as the ads pop up, they're on their devices, they're, they're on YouTube, they're on Facebook, they're on Instagram, they're on, you know, TikTok, they're on LinkedIn. They're, you know, they're constantly immersing themselves in digital platforms, um, which is really exciting because of the maturity of, of those platforms now. That kind of reminds me of that email that we've got in one of our nurture sequences. So we've got a nurture sequence going out to automotive dealerships and one of the emails there is toilet advertising versus TV advertising. And people don't watch ads on TV anymore. They, they literally take their phones to the crapper with them and that's where they're seeing your advertising and that's where they're seeing your brand. And that's uh, such a real, real thing. And I guess everyone's sitting down apart from a couple of people at that conference really kind of shows that. Yeah. All right, hey, let's wrap this one up. The last thing I want to talk about is a, a little segment that we're going to do called What Makes This Crap? What Makes now, This Crap? A little bit of a rant, but what makes this crap? It could be a platform that's maybe not built as or as robust as it could. It might be a policy change or an, an algorithm change that's happening within a platform that we advertise on. Uh, today, I want to talk about what makes this crap and I want to talk about the uh, tightening down of messenger rules. Now, I love that Facebook is tightening down on the rules for messenger bots. What I think is crap is that they're not tightening down or they're not, uh, they're not uh, I guess, reprimanding people well enough. So uh, there's two particular gurus who are using messenger bots substantially. Uh, one's someone from New Zealand. I won't mention who they are. The other ones are quite a large person who probably was speaking at the conference you were at the other week. And constantly, almost every day or every second day, I get a message in my inbox from them. Now, it's not a sponsored message. They haven't paid to do it the right way. It's literally a manager 
messenger bot message spamming my inbox. One of them, the one that would have been at your conference the other day, I actually wrote stop and it didn't stop it. I wrote unsubscribe and it didn't unsubscribe it. I keep on getting these things. How do, do you think Facebook's going to go actually cracking down on these rules that they're putting in place for Facebook Messenger bot use? Yeah, I think it's an ongoing, an ongoing issue. So um, at the F8 conference, they were definitely, you know, which was Facebook's you know, yearly developer conference, um, they were talking a lot about um, further integration of all the platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, um, Messenger, WhatsApp, um, audience network and just kind of bringing them all in much tighter. Um, there's like anything, there's generally ways around it, ways around systems. So you, know, you can have multiple ad accounts and you know, share audiences between ad accounts. And you know, if someone's in a messenger audience and one, you can share that to the other and, and, you know, and bypass some of these restrictions, which isn't ideal. Um, so I think Facebook's got a challenge on its hand. I know Twitter's done some you know, very heavy-handed tactics in terms of tightening down, um, you know, and they've probably gone to the extreme um, on on the on the flip side. Um, so yeah, I'm honestly not sure. I think we're just going to have to see how some of these things um, play out. Um, and one thing that is really exciting is um, and probably daunting is that and a lot of people won't know about is Facebook's rolling out a feature that will enable all of its users to remove their data from their platform. So if you're being, you know, if you're being retargeted by a client or by, by a customer, not our clients, you would never do that to our clients. But if you're being you know, retargeted by one of these people um, that Dave mentioned is you can actually, or you will be able to surely go into your settings and remove that targeting option. Um, and it, it just basically removes the cookies from your Facebook profile. Yeah, we we're talking about this the other day, right? So it's going to, when it's, it is announced kind of, and it is kind of available to be able to do, it's going to be interesting when the big sort of rollout and announcement comes with this feature. I guarantee everyone's going to get on their phone straight away. There's going to be all those viral messages on Facebook posts where, you know, share, share this, you know, within 24 hours, blah, blah, blah. But I reckon we'll see a massive trend of people going in and deleting all the current cookie data and their pixel data. And then they'll do it once and then they'll forget about it or Facebook will change where to find it in the background. And so I reckon as advertisers, we've got a bit of an Armageddon coming where retargeting audience is just going to one day just stop because everyone will jump on the bandwagon and then it'll just be a case of rebuilding from there and it'll go back to normal, I reckon, within a month or two. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I think they've rolled it out to two or three countries so far. Um, So it'll be interesting that, you know, they're obviously going to be testing it in those countries. So, um, this is more of the you know them adhering to the privacy concerns that have been raised against them and the platform and um, and I think it's a good thing. One hundred percent, it's Facebook safeguarding their platform so that they can ensure they can keep on doing what they're doing. Yeah. Awesome. So that covers everything we're going to talk about today. Uh, next time we're going to talk about getting ready for Christmas. So how to plan your media buying and creative assets now, September. And we're going to talk about an ad campaign that we think is great. It's not one of our customers. It's just one that we've seen that we love. And uh, I'm not sure which one we're going to discuss yet, but it's uh, probably going to talk about a bit of a full funnel, like how they retarget us, how they got in front of us again and again, what platforms they're getting in front of us on. Um, 
Then I'm going to share a little bit about agency building, where BitPixel started from and who BitPixel is. Now, although we might work with millions of dollars of ad spend now, uh, we started with $200 a month clients a long time ago. And that's kind of where we cut our teeth and got our processes right. And so I'm going to talk about that and a bit of the journey that we've come on. The next thing we're going to talk about is a bit of a book review. Uh, I'm going to review a book called Tools of Titans. Uh, it's a, a short sort of story book of some of the biggest influences and minds in the world. And it's a fantastic tool and pick me up for when you want to, I guess, learn a little bit more or get some insights from some of the greats. And then we can also talk about polarizing our marketplace. So what are we actually doing different in this ad buying marketplace and digital marketing marketplace to polarize our, our, our audiences. Uh, and it's kind of different to what our competitors are doing. So it's going to be an interesting conversation. I'm sure if anyone watches or listens to that, they're going to have some opinions on that, which I'd love to uh, <laughs> unpack later on. So uh, Jay, Jay's our chief operating officer at BitPixel. Uh, you can see Jay's one of our many team that works from home. Uh, we are location agnostic. Uh, Jay, thanks for coming along to this one. And I look forward to doing more of these with you, mate. Yeah, for sure. Keen as.